0: Hi, Dave Sims here at the Yoga Voice. I will be your host today as I speak with Marsha Pappas. Marsha is a longtime yoga teacher here in Indianapolis and in central Indiana. She's also a somatic practitioner. She's done a lot of training and study on reducing stress. She's actually the creator of the yoga teacher training program at City Yoga. She brought the 200 hour teacher training to city yoga in 2003 and has been teaching two semesters every year since sometimes three actually and we were going to talk with her today about what inspires her in yoga a little bit about her yoga journey we'll touch on some of the yogic concepts like samskara and what that means to really transform and evolve through a yoga practice Thank you for joining us. Hope you enjoy. Hi, Marsha. Hi, Dave. So great to have you here at The Yoga Voice.
1: Good to be here. Woo-hoo! Once again, <laughs> here we are, having really? a
0: conversation. Yes, we are. Yeah, so well, I always like to start out by
1: asking people what is inspiring you today. Oh my. Um About yoga, I'm assuming. Yes. Uh, Actually, I've been thinking about this a little lately. Um, I'm just really kind of exploring this whole idea of um, bringing it into my absolute every moment of my life. So it's it's what I realize that shows up all the time in in interactions with other people. And this idea that am I being as present as I can be with this person and realizing when I'm not, and then being okay with saying, excuse me, I was gone for a minute there. Can we start over? Or what did you say instead of pretending I heard or pretending I was there? right? Because the energy, then it just drops because they can sense it. And then it just feels like, "Ooh, get me out of here. <laughs> you know, I don't like who I'm being right now or whatever. So yeah. just to be. Really connecting with people. And uh, I think that just came from years of, you know, learning the philosophy and doing all this. And a lot was is the teacher training, to be honest. yeah, I don't think if I were just teaching my classes, I would have the opportunity to explore the deeper dimensions as I get to do every Tuesday with you Yay. here at City Yoga. And, you know, it's always different people, so different things come up, and, you know, just showing up and holding space for that, and watching people process these concepts, and then you're always going, ooh, I'm not that good at that one, or, ooh, I better check in with that stuff, and then I get into reading something, and then, you know, light bulb moments come into play, and, you know, it's just the whole process. Yeah. So, I don't know if that means I'm being inspired, although I think of inspiration as being real, mm-hmm. being with spirit, realizing there's more to this world than what we're seeing with our eyes and hearing with our ears and all that. So uh, just check it in. Yeah,
0: no, yeah. that's good. And and for those out there listening that may not be familiar with City Yoga <laughs> School of Yoga and Health, we run two, a 200-hour teacher training twice a year, and it's 21 weeks that Marsha and I meet with our group for five hours on Tuesday nights. And then of course there's weekend intensives and all that. But but we do spend a lot of time really rehashing and digging deeper into these concepts that and I think you're right. It does it does make us it makes me look at my own life and how am I living my yoga and and all these little little aspects of it that is like, oh, I forgot about that. Exactly. And like the yamas and niyamas are just like tip of the iceberg, but how often do we forget about oh, you know, yeah. different parts of them? Yeah,
1: because so I've, t- I've talked to other teachers that have been teaching for years and realizing that they don't have to talk about that stuff every class. They don't do that. Yeah. But we're kind of forced to. So it's that, you know, teach what you need to learn. I'm like, oh, I must really need to learn because I, I'm constantly having this in my face, you know. And it's it's great. yeah, It's a privilege, but you don't get away with much, you right. know. Because it's like you got to keep it clean, you yeah. know. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. It's very
0: cool. <laughs> I know. Um, so another thing I'd like to ask would be, and I know people would love to hear about your yoga journey. Oh, yes. so e- exciting. What happened and then. Oh, God. And yeah. a little bit of how you were before yoga and and a little bit of how, you know, that all happened and yeah. what you're like today, which you've already touched on. So. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, I don't have a dramatic story here, but I have been doing yoga for a long time before it was popular. I started when I was 17 in front of the television, and I've told this part of my story because I was introduced to yoga by a woman, Lilius follen who did a show called Lilius Yoga and You, and it was a little black-and-white program on PBS, and you'd get on the floor and do yoga with her, and she was so sweet and so lovely, and I was very, very insecure about who I was at the time. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of body image issues, as a lot of girls do at that age. So it really helped me get back in my body in a way that was healthy instead of what other people were thinking of it or that it wasn't as cute as it could be. But it was how it felt to move in my body and inhabit my body in that way with no self-consciousness at all. So it just felt really good. I didn't think about it. Oh, this is great for my self-esteem. I'm going to do this. You know, it's like no one I knew was doing yoga. It wasn't popular. So I just kind of thought it was cool. Right. This was in Chicago. right? Yeah, Yeah, in Chicago. And uh, after that, I got a couple books that were really difficult to find. I had to send in for a book through her program, actually, because there just there wasn't yoga was not popular. There was no Internet. Now, that's how old I am. No internet. So where do you go? So, uh, you know, over time, studios would pop up. And then I moved to California. And I took classes there because they were more readily available in California. And then um, I really still didn't get into the philosophy a whole lot. I mean, it was just really basic, just the asana, which the breathing, the asana, the meditation, yeah. you know, Hatha yoga. Um, and then I decided years later, I mean, there's a lot of story in between, I guess, you know, life. Yeah. I was in and out of it. And so I decided I would like to teach. And I took a training with a Iyengar teacher, which was the popular style then, Iyengar, mm-hmm. which I think I appreciate now that I went through that whole yeah. thing. Um, but weekend workshops, mm-hmm. teacher trainings without being, you know, going towards certification, just teacher trainings. Yeah. And then finally I got more serious about it. And I got myself certified. Uh-huh. So I taught before I was certified. It wasn't a big deal then. There was no yoga alliance. <laughs> so you just, you know, you want to share your yoga, you do a class. So I started teaching at this church and I was hooked because It was an older group of women, church ladies, and one of them was 86 years old. And she couldn't even get up and off the floor for class. So I stuck her in a chair next to me, not knowing what to do with her. And she did all her yoga in the chair. And the cool thing that happened was within weeks, she was able to take off her back brace. Oh, wow. Which is liberating. Yeah. You know? So it's like I got to see the power of this practice, even when it was super, super easy, right and gentle mm-hmm. uh, and so I did get certified with Swami Sachadananda, yeah, which was uh you know divine intervention there because he was just the right teacher for me. He keeps things very simple, very practical, and he's got a very silly sense of humor mm-hmm. so uh. I did my training, and I came back to Indy, and I started teaching at the YMCA. Nice. Yeah. 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 And, and from there, it just grew. Madonna mm-hmm. went on Oprah yeah, and told everybody that she only did yoga now, and uh, the phone started ringing at the Y. Do you have yoga? Yes. Well, I went from having one class to three classes with like 30 people per class. And it was like they said to me, if you get three people, you can have a class. We've tried (laughs) yoga here before, but it didn't really go well. So, wow. Right? So I was in the right place at the right time. Because at the time, there were probably only five, six yoga teachers in town. Wow. Yeah. And then it just went crazy. And it's still it's still growing. Still is growing. Yeah. I was just telling the girls last night, we always use the analogy of, you know, all oh, these teachers, how can, you know, I'm like, oh, no, the, we're not coming, you know, it's not a lack thing going on here. That pie keeps getting bigger and people start being more creative with who can, who the, where they can take the yoga, that's kind of one of the fun things about the training is watching people kind of go. Oh, I could take this to my work, or oh, I could take this to my son's school, or oh, I would love to teach a class where I go for dance classes, or you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So,
0: well, and we see that really, especially in the Indianapolis market in the last five years, where every school wants yoga. So many more employers want yoga. Yeah, I mean, there's there's just this whole range. I mean, every fitness center, I mean, there's, right. you're right. It's just it continues to get bigger and bigger. And then every time you see a new business pop up and a, and, and that's yeah. going to be a, a customer, especially yeah. these medium sized, small to medium sized companies. Oh that, yeah.
1: They're the best. Yeah. Cause the boss actually knows his employees and he cares about them. And again, again, it goes, my, my focus has been on stress. I'm like, this helps release stress. it's designed to do that. Yeah. all the sutras and the philosophy talks about releasing suffering. Well, what is stress but suffering? It's just another word for it right, right. so people get it, and this world needs it right now, more than probably ever, right well, at least
0: in a good long while yeah, yeah, sure yeah, for sure. yeah. so that's well that's. Cool. A- that's kind of a good segue into something oh, I wanted well, to read. I'm glad I could
1: be of service.
0: <laughs> yeah. So this, this, is a, this is a little paragraph from the heart of yoga, which we know so well from our teacher training uh, adventures. So I just wanted to read you where he's talking about samskara, really. It says, Very often... It is the mind that decides where our attention is directed. It does this because it is so conditioned to do so. The conditioning of the mind that lets it continually take the same direction is called samskara. Samskara is the sum total of all actions that conditions us to behave in a certain way. Samskara may be positive or negative. Through yoga, we attempt to create new and positive samskara rather than reinforcing the old samskara that has been limiting us. When this new samskara is strong and powerful enough, then the old distressing samskara will no longer be able to affect us. You could say we then begin to completely live new life. When the new behavior patterns become stronger, the old ones become ineffectual. And I thought that really summed up a lot of things that we talk about in yoga. And I guess my question for you would be, is that creating new positive patterns of thought or samskara, do you feel like that's really one of the true powers of yoga?
1: Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Everything we do in yoga is to bring what is happening on the unconscious or subconscious level into consciousness so that we can make better choices, so that we can change what is not working, right? So through repetition over the years, we get into these ruts and we have this kind of default mode that our brain goes into and we keep doing the same things over and over and over again. And, the, you know, that idea of, you know, what's, what's insanity, you know, doing the same thing over and right. over and thinking you're getting a different results. Right. Well, you know, in yoga, it starts through the body. Mm-hmm. You know, we have patterns in the way we move and the way we sit in our chair every day and things we do with our bodies. And so we have tension locked up in certain areas, which means the rest of the body has to compensate for that. And it's happening on the mental level as well right? Mm -hmm. Your mind automatically goes into that default mode of worry and stress because you're kind of using your lower mind that is all about survival. And so our subconscious memories are the filter. Right, And we look out in the world and right away that situation, which wouldn't bother you at all, makes me go crazy.
0: Well, Mm -hmm. why?
1: Mm -hmm. I don't even realize I'm doing it. So yoga gives us these tools that allow us to pause in the moment and maybe make another choice that would be a better thing to do. And then once we do that rep- repetitively over time, that becomes our new pattern. And then it's something positive replacing the negative. Right. But it takes a lot of time. It takes consistency. It takes a uh, real devotion to it. Right? Yeah. And I think, too, what comes up from that is that it's the process of letting go of old patterns, not creating some new improved version of yourself, but to get rid of the stuff that keeps you from being all of who you actually already are. Right. Right? And so while you slow down the mind, you start to realize that there's more to you than that, because how could you be watching the mind if you were the mind? Mm -hmm. Right? So... It's just a process. Yeah. But as things become clearer over time, I think that's why when someone comes to a yoga class because they know it's a good workout. Mm-hmm. Or they love the music and the whole community thing, which is all great. Suddenly they're going, wait a minute, something else is going on here. Right. Right? Like, this is carrying over into my life. Mm-hmm. And it's the repetition, it's the patterning, it's the being present, it's the cueing of the teacher that helps you do that. It's yeah. the energy of the teacher, yeah. you know, all of that comes into play, so.
0: Well, and that made me think about when I was first introduced to yoga, I had, I was training for a marathon, and this was early 2000s, and there, uh, some of the people I worked with were like, hey, there's a yoga te- yoga class, you should come and stretch, it'll yeah. help you train. And I had kind of heard that before in some circles, so I thought, okay, I'll check it out. And uh, I went to the class, and and again, it was, there weren't, you know, City Yoga had barely been open. There was maybe two other, maybe three other studios around town. And uh, so I, but I wasn't really aware of them, and I found this class that, so I went to it, and you know, right off the bat, I could sense there was something more going on here than stretching yeah. and yeah. in a very positive way because I had been a longtime meditator. And so I like there's like really something very meditative mm-hmm. and a focus in word. And they were teaching, he was teaching from a place of non-competitiveness and non-judgment. So it felt very like you can just come and show up the way you are. Right. and And it felt... I hate to use the cliche, safe environment. But, mm-hmm. it, you know, I wasn't going there with a lot of apprehension. So I felt pretty open and safe, if you will. And um, interesting side note is the uh, uh, the teacher, her name was Fran Valentine. And turned out she had just done her teacher training at City Yoga.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh-huh, funny. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: And so it must have been one of the very early, early classes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, that, uh, what's going on here. And I kind of trying to think where I was going with that other than, um, oh, I was going to ask, ask you what, what is it about teaching today after, you know, seeing a lot of things change and evolve and, and what is it about your classes that you teach on a regular basis today that, that you really enjoy?
1: Well, um, I guess I'm going to, it's hard to answer that because I've had the same students for a lot of years, yeah. you know, uh, some of my students have been with me 21 years now, so, wow. uh, it's kind of hard to know what's the new thing coming in as far as the weekly classes for me, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I do have still a couple of, um, corporate classes, but I do think people are certainly more educated than they used to be coming in. Mm-hmm. They know what yoga is. It's not scary to them. They've read about the stress-reducing aspects of yoga, and so they have a different um, level of ease about coming in. I think before there was a lot of fear about, "Oh, I'm a Christian. I don't know if it's okay if I can do yoga." Yeah. You know, that's Hindu. Like I used to have to call it stretch and de-stress. I couldn't even call it yoga. Wow. You know, because it was like, what's that?" That's weird, you know? What does that mean? Is that going against my principles and my beliefs, you yeah, know? so funny. Yeah, yeah. so that's, that's changed dramatically. But um, my students are there, I think, to just chill out, you know? Mm-hmm. I've got seniors mostly. Um, I think my youngest student right now is probably 40 in yeah. any of my classes, even my corporate, you yeah. know? Maybe a little younger in some cases, but um, it's just like, oh, could we go right to the deep relaxation? <laughs> I'm like, no, you got to earn that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. yeah. you know, and they they enjoy just moving their bodies. You know.
0: Well, that stress. I mean, people know they're under stress, and the anxiety levels and all these things are, you know, really acknowledged as almost a, n- a new norm that everybody's oh, stressed. Yeah. So it makes sense that they're just like. Uh, just come and let me release some stress yeah
1: and yeah and i think too that before there was a culture i can't remember the years i wouldn't know how to pinpoint that but 80s 90s where people would kind of wear their stress like a badge of honor Mm -hmm. i'm so stressed it's like i'm so important you know it's like oh my god and i want to go well then do something about it right don't think i'm impressed that you're stressed yeah right and now it's like they know it's their responsibility to do something. We know through reading, through media, stress is very, very bad for you. Yeah. Very bad. It's worse than all other conditions put together. It yeah. really is. And so they know they have to release yeah. that.
0: Well, and we've, been, we've known that for a long time. It's just that recently we we're talking about it. Yeah. Because I think back to when I was in college in 1985, I had to a stress management class and it was yeah. about, it was, it talked about here, here are life situations that are studies show are highly create a lot of stress with like moving. Right. New um, job. Birth, death. Divorce. Marriage, divorce, like these yeah. big life changes, new job are, are create these big stressors. And um, the things about exercise uh-huh. was stress relieving. Food, like diet right. and lifestyle. Yep. And we, we actually had to keep a like a food journal mm-hmm. and a sleep journal. And so like all these factors, would, and, and at that time they've been well, well researched. And it, so it wasn't information that this wasn't readily available, but people of that time were thriving on stress. Oh, yeah. In a weird way. Yeah. And whether it's climbing the corporate ladder or, or you know, technology was on the horizon right. and it's like
1: and a competitive consumer culture. Yeah. You know. Now I did my my first trainings in stress management before I went into yoga. Oh. Not before I was 17 doing yoga, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but for for the idea that this has helped me, I need stress management, this is what people need. I worked in the corporate world, I know that. So I went and became a stress management consultant. Oh, yeah. I went to a lot of uh, these seminars on stress, and I also was doing yoga. And they kind of was like, wait a minute. They're missing something here. Mm-hmm. They're not embodying this work. It's like, check, check, check. Yes, I moved, I got divorced. But they're not even putting value on that. You could get divorced, and it could be very traumatic and draining. Or you could get divorced and want to throw a party. Right. So it's all about what value do you put on it? Mm-hmm. And paying attention to that and not just saying, I'm stressed because this is happening. But like, wait a minute, what's my belief about what's happening? A uh-huh. little de- deeper dig. Mm-hmm. And yoga offered that. And it also was the idea that your body registers stress before your mind even knows your stress. Right. So let's work through the body to get to the mind. There's yoga asana. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that all became like, oh, wait a minute. This is the true stress release. Yeah. Get it out of your body first. This automatically shifts your energy, quiets your mind, using the breath, all these things that yoga offers. So it's a complete package.
0: You were so far ahead of your time. Oh, I'm a trailblazer, (laughs) baby. No, I, you know,
1: it's just what was happening to me, you know?
0: Yeah, but you had the wherewithal to recognize that, like, oh, Mm. this is like there's a lot going on here that's beneficial for people that people aren't connecting the dots with yeah. sound from what you described and that, you know, when I think about um, listening to you today about asking people to dig a little deeper, not, you know, directly, but where'd that belief come from? Right. Like asking these questions that allow people to dig deeper, and bringing up these awareness and then making the mind-body connection. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we talk about neuroplasticity and all, you know, how our brains can change and how sort of going back to that samskara concept of like that's neuroplasticity. And
1: Absolutely. That's, and that's ancient text. Yeah, how did and those guys know that, huh? They just, they knew human behavior. And that's all it is, and it has never changed. We were just doing our sutra study with the teacher training last night, and it's like, this this is the same thing as this going on right now. It's just about being a human being, mm-hmm. and yoga gives you tools to be healthier, to be happier, to navigate your life better. You know, yes, the postures are good for your body. Yes, you'll be more fit. And maybe you'll lose some weight or whatever the hell you're in there for, but there's more here, right? Which is much more important, right? Yeah. But yeah, questioning your beliefs, questioning your attitudes. Where did I, why do I even have that thought? Where did that thought come? The thoughts just are there. Mm-hmm. They're floating around in there. We didn't. Where do they come from? Where are they? Where do they go? Right. There's something right. bigger here, right. and that's when you get into the the other digger. Digger or digging deeper is, huh? Mm. If I'm not my body and I'm not my mind and my thoughts, what am I? Who am I? What is that <laughs> all about? You know, yeah, and having a sense of that, which yeah. is namaste, right? That's the light. that's the the deeper person that you are.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Spirit expressing through you, yeah, right, And that's all good. that's where we want to go because that's giving positive energy pretty much to everything. Yeah. Right?
0: Well, and that sense of connection with everything. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're really not separate.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you're just, you know, there was a a saying, you're you're another version of me. Yeah. You know, it's like we're just other versions of each other. The waves in the ocean and all that. It's like, yeah, those are nice concepts, but until you really feel that within yourself... It's just a concept. Mm-hmm. But once you do feel it, it actually gives meaning to everything. Yeah. You know, you don't have to, like, I always, I hate the thing of find your purpose, because it's like, I don't have to justify that I have some purpose. Right. Like, there's, an, there's a reason for me to be here that I have to justify to somebody. Mm-hmm. Just have, you know, just bring meaning into every moment. That's enough of a purpose.
0: Well, and you that's, know? I I think I, I read something very similar to that from one of my teachers uh, that, Saw Guru Vashudev is talking about kind of throwing out that idea of finding your purpose of just like your purpose is to exist, right?
1: Isn't that it's enough
0: now? Like fully yeah. exist with what you're doing, who you're doing with. I mean, just yep. it, it was really this idea of 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 everything that you're talking about. Like, and
1: I think that's what happens if you're doing this and you're doing it for a while. That just comes to you. Mm-hmm. You get that. You realize it. Yeah. Like, I, your past is your past, and you have a story, and you have experiences, but that doesn't affect how you're showing up to me right now, unless you're just being super present. Yeah. Like, it's, it's kind of created who you are and all that, but not really. Yeah. You were something before your problems. hmm That's who you want to continue to be. I mean, I think, for me, I feel more me now than I did between the time I was probably three and now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you put on all these personalities and these faces and these labels and then pretty soon you kind of go, you know, that doesn't feel good, that doesn't feel good, I don't, you know, whatever. And then you're like, you kind of feel like more of yourself. Mm-hmm. And then you're more aware of the stuff that still needs to be processed. Right. More than ever. <laughs> like, really? Am I still doing this? Yeah. But why do I feel so bad right now?
0: Well, and I think that's when you hit that point where the those old patterns don't have the same power or charge oh, over yeah. you. You're like, oh. Right.
1: <laughs> there it is. That thought again. Here we ah, go. All
0: right. Well, yeah. just get out of here. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. Yeah.
1: For sure. Exactly. Then, Your energetic charge is not going to stop you from actually doing the work because right. you're conscious now. Mhm. Yeah. yeah. You're not just being dragged around by your thoughts, and your past, and all that. Yeah,
0: i I was talking to a guy. Um, I think it was his grandmother or his mother. Or it must have been his grandmother. It was like 106 years old, and still mentally sharp. And you know, like like she's just in good shape. Wow. And I th- it made me think like, wow, that's a long time to live. <laughs> yes, and is. But imagine living that long and having you know this consciousness that's progressive, like you talked about like today i'm I'm feeling in a way better place than I mm. like energetically I, like I'm growing growing as a human being right, and you know just i mean sometimes we get over forty and think, "Wow, I'm getting older, you know like but not really if if you're on a hundred and six year old timeline. <laughs> You know that's that's like the second quarter, <laughs> yeah, you know, like yeah, like halftime isn't in, until fifty five That's and, crazy, and sixties and seventies are just dipping into the third quarter, yeah. you know? I mean it, it, it just put that perspective of like, yeah, we don't know how long we have on this planet, but we more and more so, I'm hearing of these people living in their nineties and hundreds and and Part of what yoga has done for me, and and you talked about it through your students, is you're living a healthier lifestyle. Oh, yeah. You know, I've talked to many people like I came to yoga and I and I lost thirty pounds, and I didn't come to lose weight, right? <laughs> you know, and it really wasn't that hard. Of a they weren't doing it like a serious power yoga class; they just became more aware when ten o'clock at night they're. Reaching for the Hagen Doss, they're like, eh, do I do I really well, Yeah, I really there's, need this? There's do-?
1: that pause. Yes. Learning the pause. Yeah. Right? And when you're not pausing, it may be cho- you choose to. Oh screw it, I want some ice cream. Right. <laughs> it's right, okay. Right. I consciously want to eat that ice cream. And there's good- not what happened to the ice cream. <laughs> oh my God, did I really finish that yeah. whole thing?
0: Well, it's conscious. Choice versus compulsive choice, sure. which I'm all about. You yeah, know, some ice cream, but, yeah. um, but yeah, not sitting there with a spoon and having yeah. an empty container going. And go,
1: what? Who ate my ice cream? Where did that happen to my? Ice cream? Or, or yeah. a bag of chips, or, oh, yeah. or any, any of those same. Oh, things. I always say, whatever size bag it is, I'm going to finish the bag, <laughs> so I don't buy those giant size anymore. I know me. Oh God. But yeah. you know, talking about longevity, it's like this thing is life is too short. I'm like, no, life is too long life is too long to live unconsciously right you know to be kind of beating yourself up every minute or second guessing yourself every minute it's like put it out there yeah you know and and if 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 what you put out there you you'll know if it's working or not if you put it out there but if you hold it in and you edit everything you say to please other people or to be be impressing other people god yeah. like you never even showed up and yeah. then you die yeah. What's that? Yeah. Right. That's sad. Is what that is. It is sad, it's but it's sad. kind of their culture kind of conditions us all to all want the same things and look the same way and be the same way. And it's just stupid, you know?
0: Yeah. And I, you know, I heard somebody describe America as a marketing con- marketing culture, like just oh, yeah, built on marketing. And, you know, that was you know, years ago. And I've always, been keenly aware that there's a lot of truth to that oh. if we let it and the um the idea that we can be exposed to <clears throat> more advertisement and marketing we can be marketed to in one day more than the average person was in their in a whole year in say like 1950 oh for sure you know and yeah. and it, just in one day so uh, so and a lot of those messages are is, do more, be more, be afraid, you're not good enough. enough. And
1: Period. You're not good enough, which it matches up with what we fear inside anyway. Yeah. And now they've given me a solution. Yeah. I don't have to smell anymore. I don't have to be ugly anymore. I don't have to be too old anymore. I don't have to be me anymore. Right?
0: And then we sit there going,
1: well, this new car doesn't make me feel yeah. any more whole. <laughs> right. So I need something else
0: what else? Or What else? We don't think, well, they lied to me. No. <laughs> the guy in that car advertisement looked so happy.
1: <laughs> I know. <laughs> right. But then go home with them. Yeah. See how happy he really is, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And we see a lot of, you know, people that rise to the top that we call successful. They're doing those things. They're mm-hmm. chasing that dream, right? But we don't look at their whole life. Mm-hmm. The energy has to shift from somewhere. So the person that might have all the toys and get all, you know, people aren't so impressed by celebrity in this culture. Look at all the celebrities. They're hot messes. Yeah. Because it has to come out of their relationships or their families or their children or whatever. You know, you can't put all your focus on achieving power and money and all that and not suffer on that deeper level. Yeah. You know? So I think that's one of the other things, like the yoga, um, like the studios, you're bringing people in that just want to be fit, but then you get to talk about things like this. Yeah. You know, because we all have, the it's the human condition. We all have these same doubts and worries and fears and issues, yet no one really talks about it out there. They say you'll feel better about yourself if you have longer eyelashes, for Christ's sake. (laughs) You know, that's the new the eyebrows and eyelashes. And I get myself caught up. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. wait a minute. Do I look like an old dinosaur? Because I don't have long eyelashes or whatever, you know. Yeah. And, and next so, year it'll be something else. It'll be something else yeah. that they can sell you. The color of the year is now purple. Oh, shit. I got to go buy some purple things. Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, and there's, I think there's a, it's part of the culture we live in, but we don't have to be possessed by it you no, know or, we can or have like, fun with it yeah i yeah. mean i
1: like i you know i wear makeup <laughs> i pray basically wear from the bathroom to the kitchen i mean i always have my eyeliner on yeah but i don't feel like that makes me a less spiritual person right you know yeah. i enjoy that yeah it's you know it's a whole different energy than no one will like me if i don't do this and right. you know what if they knew the real me yeah, You know, that's how I used to feel. I was a people pleaser forever. I was mm-hmm. really shy, really introverted. I had a really low self-esteem. Now, I don't know if yoga did that to shift for me, but it was certainly part of it because mm-hmm. I've been doing it for so long Yeah, to help me get beyond that junk Yeah, that was in the way of me being happy. How can you be happy when you're const- constantly feeling inferior? Mm-hmm. Because that leads to victim, that leads to martyr, that leads to all those things. Influences choices. All the time. Yeah. You yeah. settle all the time for everything, and then you resent the people that you caved into. Yeah. They didn't, you said yes. Yeah, they didn't Not twist your Not their fault. Arm. <laughs> you did that. Yeah. You know, and taking responsibility. That's what I, another thing about yoga It's a very personal practice. As a teacher, I think we're there just to facilitate their work. We're not there to to really kind of lecture and preach about it. It's like, listen to this. This is so cool. Mm -hmm. And here's some tools to help you get over that stuff that's keeping you stuck. Right. You know, and it's been around a while. It actually kind of works. But you got to be serious. Yeah. You know, you got to practice. Got to work on burning off those things that don't work anymore and recognizing the things that don't work anymore. <clears throat> it's that thing of something's always missing. Something's missing. You're missing. Right. You are missing. Yeah. Like, I got the car. I got the kids. I got the husband. I got the house. I got the vacations. I got the boat. Mm-hmm. I got that tennis bracelet I wanted for Christmas <laughs> and something's still missing. What's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, There are so many people that have so much more, so many people with problems and I shouldn't feel this way. Mm-hmm. No, that's not it. Mm-hmm. You're feeling that way because you're getting a wake up call right. to take a step back. Right? Right. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. Well, that's, um, uh, I mean, uh, I, I totally believe that and see that and and know that um, when we have those little thoughts of like what is you know something's not right, that is that wake-up call to step back and look at it. yeah what's what's not working in your life today right. <laughs> is really the question I think right. and and then having that self
1: exploration and right and then the layers get peeled away so at first it might be one thing and then next then it's like something else that's why I said this never ends yeah sorry guys (laughs) you know what I mean it's like but it gets better and better and the charges get less and less and it gets kind of entertaining Mm -hmm. you know when you love yourself enough that you can kind I always say I'm kind of to the point where I screw up and I'll go now isn't that (laughs) endearing I try to give myself the same, you know, break that I would give to my old aunt or something, you know? Like, oh, poor thing. (laughs) Plus her heart, you know? Yeah. Not to be like, oh my God, you know? Because God, that's self talk. Yeah. Terrible. Right. But even noticing that. Well, noticing self talk and telling it to shut up or laughing at it and be like, and know that that's the lie. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the lie. And I used to believe the negative was the truth. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Not a fun place to be.
1: Awful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, anyway. So, I I love the, we've taken a nice in-depth conversation about yoga and not talked about physical postures, really. Mm. I mean, and I think that's, to me, that's like the beauty of yoga, like the physical postures have a great value. And energy alignment, and you talked about burning away some of that old stuff, but it's so much more about all the other stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. All well, the other, again, asana is another tool. It's a tool. You know, because really you are your body in a way, mm-hmm. you are your mind in a way, but there's more to you than that. There's yeah. something that lies beneath and it's expressed into the body and expressed through the thoughts and mind. Yeah. And so just noticing that, right. You can release tension from your body by quieting your mind and mm-hmm. vice versa. Right. Yeah.
0: Well, and, and my goal is that, that my body and mind stay in e- equilibrium with health and wellness. Mm-hmm. So that, that, you know, it's, it's important for me to keep, keep my body healthy, but I'll, as important, if not more so, to keep my mind healthy, so that as I as I age in life, you know, I want my mind and body to wear out at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ideally. Yeah. yeah, and so, so yeah, there, and I wasn't was not discounting the value of the physical, but the physical is such just a, sort of a gateway into the oh for sure into the gateway drug of <laughs> awesome, the, the broad. We got them now, yoga. <laughs> now we'll
1: give them the real stuff.
0: Yeah, and, and the real stuff, as you put it, is where the transformation happens, I think. Um, at least that's sort of been my experience, and I think that's what you described. Yeah.
1: And I think the word transformation is not to indicate that you're transformed into something so much better. No, you're transforming from being led by your false self or ego. To being led by your heart. Yeah. You know, that old thing that the the mind is the servant to the heart. And in this culture, we flip that. Mm-hmm. You know, we make the mind the master. And that's not. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when we quiet your mind enough to notice, oh, my God, the thoughts are just there. Yeah, I'm not those thoughts. But you're deciding on that other level which thoughts to entertain. And then right. you back up and you go, I can decide which thoughts to entertain. I'm going to entertain the ones that support me Mm -hmm. and feed me, not the ones that tear me down. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So Well, that's the, uh, we were talking about vision boards earlier. Yeah. And that's the whole point behind. I'm staring at three of (laughs) yours on the wall here. (laughs) Well, that's, the beauty of them is it gives those positive reinforcing thoughts. Like, Mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, I want to be more healthy. Or, oh, yeah, I, I want to climb that mountain or, you know. Yeah, go and have that sense of peace and you know, serenity, or whatever mm-hmm. messages are there. Um, yeah, not to get off on that whole thing, but the the power of of using imagery to to sort of manipulate ourselves, but to tap into our subconscious, like advertising does every day, right? This That is, is like a little advertisement to yourself. Like, hey, we're going to strive to eat healthy. We're going to strive to be more serene. We're and repetition, stri- and
1: again. Yeah. New patterns of thought, replacing the negative with the positive. Yeah. And, and you know, the whole Brene Brown stuff that I love, always love to bring that into the training, is this idea of that you are worthy. Mm-hmm. You have to have that sense that you are worthy of feeling good. You are worthy of love. You are worthy of all these good things. Yeah. Right. And there's a, the tapping into the part of you that knows that. Yeah. That just knows it.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. The wholehearted. The wholehearted. Yeah. 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 So there you have it. There you have it. Well,
0: that's, (laughs) that's a good, it's probably a good note to transition on. Um, yeah, she does does amazing work, um, as well as Marsha Pappas does oh, amazing yeah. work. And uh, the let's talk a little bit about what you have coming up.
1: Hmm. Those people,
0: are like, where can I find Marsha? I know you do a lot of workshops. And- well,
1: I've been doing some workshops. Um, let's see, coming up. Well, I just did some. So yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of in a little moment of summer right now, We're, we still have our teacher training going on. Yes. So, which is my favorite thing of all. Mm-hmm. So, uh, finishing that up at the end of July, and then in this coming year at City Yoga, mm-hmm. I'll be doing a workshop on somatics, which I adore. That that whole discipline is such a great adjunct to yoga, and also to do a day of chakra work. Yeah. Yeah, expanding on a kind of small little workshop I did last month, we're going to take a whole day and dig into the philosophy and psychology of the chakras, which oh, is another be... great tool for processing all of it.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, Those will be
1: amazing. Looking forward to that. Yeah. And then you have a trip oh, in yeah. the fall. The fall. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Marcy Becker and I, who is a person that did the teacher training here years ago, she teaches in Bloomington. We went to my ashram in Virginia, Yogaville, a uh, few months ago. <clears throat> so she's like, oh, we're bringing a group here. This is so awesome. Mm-hmm. So in October, October 3rd through the 6th, I think it is, we're going to take a group to the ashram. And we're getting a house on the property. So we're going to have 22 people. Nice. And we're going to be spending our days doing the programs offered by the ashram and then we'll have our own little room for practice and we'll take hikes and one of my teachers there, Swami Vijananda, said, If I'm there, I will come and talk with your group. Oh. And she's awesome. So <laughs> I'm very excited about all that. Was she so. a Swami when you went to oh, yeah, teacher? She, yeah, oh, wow. she was okay. actually my stress management teacher. During my initial training, and then I went back and got a certification from her years later for stress oh, wow. management and yoga. Oh, that's very And cool. I've seen her over the years and kept in touch with her, and she's mm-hmm. just adorable. So okay. very excited for people to have that experience, Yeah, you know, because it's so laid back. It's very old school. There's no bells and whistles. It's just simple, and uh, it's really cool.
0: Sounds very serene. <laughs> it is. It's just yeah. like
1: chill, and you know, it's like it was kind of weird at first to see all these swamis walking around in their orange robes. You know, for me, I was the girl from Chicago, going, "What is this? Where yeah. am I? Oh my god!" Yeah, but it's really fun.
0: Very so, peaceful. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, if anyone wanted to know about that, um, again, my marketing skills are so uh, well, not great. well, for, Marcy Becker.
0: Well, for everyone out there listening, we'll have in our podcast notes, the details, we'll have the uh, contact information, website, Facebook, um, ways to get uh, to find Marsha and the events that she can take you on. And I want to thank you so much for coming and spending this time today. I know you have a crazy busy schedule, so taking time out to, to chat and share your yoga wisdom and experience (laughs) yeah it's such (laughs) such amazing stuff so
1: okay well thank you dave as
0: always nice talking to you yay thank you for listening to the yoga voice brought to you by city yoga school of yoga and health where we are committed to exploring how yoga inspires and transforms find out more at www.cityyoga.biz That's C-I-T-Y-O-G-A dot biz. Special thanks to our producer, Brian Sims, for his audio expertise.